Good morning. Good morning and welcome to chapel on this beautiful snowy first day of February. Let's begin with a prayer. As the snowflakes fall and hit the earth, we remember how your spirit touches our hearts. As we tread carefully on the ice under our feet, we know that you will catch us as we fall. As we make footprints in the snow, we are aware that you walk with us. As our bodies shiver from the cold, we are thankful for the warmth and presence of your love. In the middle of this glorious season of winter, we pause to express our thanks, acknowledge our fear, recognize our pain, discover your healing, and bring praise to your name. For you are our creator, redeemer, and friend. Amen. This morning, we light the dancing flame as a reminder that the Spirit is active in this place. Even though we experience pain and hardship, we acknowledge that the Spirit of God moves in our midst. Join with us singing. Thank you. 
We'll be reading Psalm 30. I will extol you, O God, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O God, you brought my soul up from shale, restored me to life from among those who have gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Creator, O you faithful ones, and give thanks to God's holy name. For God's anger is but for a moment. And God's favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger through the night. But joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, Creator, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O God, I cried, and to the Spirit I made supplication. What profit is there in death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O God, and be gracious to me. O God, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. My God, I will give thanks to you forever. Pamela Yoder will be sharing with us this morning about her journey with an eating disorder. Pamela is married to Bob Yoder, our campus pastor. She works as the associate pastor of pastoral care at First Mennonite Church in Middlebury. She loves being the mother of her son, Josiah, and is excited to be expecting a second child in April. Pamela, thanks for your willingness to share with us today. Good morning to all of you. A few years ago, our congregation's overarching spiritual theme for the year was passionately sharing our hope. And our theme scripture for that year was 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, which urges us to always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you and accounting for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and respect. This theme stressed the importance of how we can share our stories in ways that demonstrates God's presence and power and offer hope to others. It challenged me to be comfortable, or at least more comfortable, with my own testimony, my story of how God works wonders. It challenged me to recognize and release this strong desire within me to speak out, to recognize this as a God-given desire that could reach beyond my extreme introverted self. It is indeed hard to keep quiet about God's goodness and mercy and healing when you have been through a journey of despair and you come out all the better on the other side. So I thank you for having me here this morning to attempt to give you an accounting for the hope that I have through sharing with you a bit of my journey through lament and suffering. I will extol you, Lord, 
for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cry to you for help, and you have healed me. When I left home at the age of 18, I was searching for freedom and happiness. Family life had been uh, rather tumultuous, especially in my teen years. Divorce, depression, control, and anger were a large part of my world as a child and adolescent. And this is not to say that everything was bad in my life. I have many wonderful memories. Or that I'm blaming those experiences for what developed later in my life. But many of the painful things that I experienced, I was not well equipped to handle in a healthy way. I tried to deny, bury, or push away much of the pain that I was feeling. I busied myself with many school activities. I pushed myself very hard athletically, academically, and morally. I was striving for the unrealistic goal of perfection. Yet in the midst of a flurry of activity, efforts to achieve, and trying to be a peacekeeper in my family, I was losing the ability to express myself. I was losing my voice. I could very much relate to the description of perfect girls starving daughters that Courtney Smith, an author and lecturer that visited Goshen College in the fall, offered to us. Although I may have thought when I left home that I might gain a greater sense of myself, a greater sense of who I was and wanted to be, I actually became more lost. When I left home, I witnessed many things that challenged my Christianity, and I became rather disillusioned, and I often felt isolated and alone. In that time of loneliness, the pains of broken and troubled relationships that I had tried to bury just kept rearing their ugly heads. And despite my efforts to put on a happy smile, I could not avoid them any longer, and things just sort of began to unravel. <clears throat> I began to feel more and more unhappy and disappointed in myself and I began to spiral down at least into a moderate depression. This began a journey of darkness. Borrowing from the psalmist language, it's a time in my life that I can certainly understand as the pit. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. I was just now entering my 20s, and I just seemed to keep, keep slipping down further into the pit. Then I decided to go on a diet, thinking, well, if I just lost some weight, this will certainly make me feel better. Well, unfortunately, when you mix diets and depression, it can be a dangerous recipe. And in time, I found myself fighting not only a long battle with a more severe depression, but also with anorexia. 
It was a time in my life when I felt both the closest to God while at the same time the most distant from God. My faith seemed to be strong, but at the same time it seemed to teeter on the edge of a knife. I could not fathom how I could be valuable to God or to others. And my emotional and spiritual struggles deeply intersected with my spiritual questions and struggles. I spoke earlier of a sense of losing my voice amidst uh, difficult family circumstances. And this sense of loss grew as I grew sicker. I actually remember a time when it became physically hard to talk. I was already a rather soft-spoken person, but then it became as if I could not find enough breath to exert the force needed to get things out. Sometimes I would often get caught mid-sentence and not be able to get the next word out. My brain was just not functioning well, being deprived of so many nutrients. But beyond the physical struggle to speak, there was an emotional and spiritual struggle to speak as well. I did not feel worthy to speak, to have opinions and thoughts, to have a voice. I also remember a long period when it was difficult for me to sing in church or anywhere else. And some of that was because I was so low and felt unworthy. But in another way, it was something that I did not allow myself. I I felt as if I didn't deserve the joy or the comfort of the outlet of singing. I tried to continue to attend church regularly and be faithful in devotional time, but there was a strong spiritual struggle churning within me. It became hard for me to take communion, and I suppose that was simply because it was hard to commune with God. As the depression and anorexia took a greater hold on my life, my already distorted understandings of God and scripture became even more so. I loathed myself. I came to believe that I was not only bad, but evil, and I even wondered if God had created me for some horrible purpose. I often wondered if God was hardening my heart like Pharaoh. I just didn't know what to do. It was a time that I wanted to waste away, to fade out of existence, to die. I thought that I would be sparing people. Yet for some reason, I couldn't let go. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. God was and is indeed gracious. Deep down beneath all the lies and the hateful spewings of depression and anorexia, God was beckoning me in both subtle and concrete ways. Again, I was living with this strange paradox of feeling the most distant from God, 
but also feeling the closest to God and the most dependent on God at the same time. Despite any distance I felt, God was working to bring me healing, to draw me up, to restore my life. And this is how I found my voice, how I found a song again. First, I had God's word that spoke to me in my times of trouble. I remember reading this passage from Romans 7 and just breathing in relief and crying because it captured the struggle that I was experiencing within myself. In one of my versions of the Bible, the heading listed is the inner conflict. This passage speaks of the lacking of ability to do what you want to do and doing the very thing that you hate. In my case, I had an inability to do a very basic thing, that is to eat and to take care of my body. Even though there was a part of me that wanted desperately to be free of this affliction. I could not do what I wanted and needed in order to preserve my life. Paul's words to the Romans helped me to understand how divided the self can become, like different factions within oneself battling against one another. I was reminded of Jesus' words that a house divided against itself cannot stand. The cries of the psalmist also gave voice to my anguish. I could resonate with the writer of, the psalm, of psalm 6, who writes, Have pity on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are racked. My spirit shakes with terror. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me for your mercy's sake. I grow weary because of my groaning, and every night I drench my bed and flood my couch with tears. Or in Psalm 102, where the psalmist cries, Incline your ear to me when I call. Make haste to answer me, for my days drift away like smoke, and my bones are as hot as burning coals. My heart is smitten like grass, and withered, so I forget to eat my bread. Because of the voice of my groaning, I am but skin and bones. Scriptures like these helped me to know that others had experienced such trials, though maybe in different forms, and they were able to share the darkest parts of their soul with their God. And they found hope in the midst of their groaning, because God delivered them, restored them, healed them. Most all of the psalms of lament, as the ones that I have shared from, contain confessions of trust and vows to praise, and thank God for that. Second, God provided me with tremendous nurture through the compassion, patience, and truth of others. If any of you have walked alongside someone who has struggled with depression and or anorexia or any eating disorder, it can be an incredibly frustrating experience. 
Nonetheless, people were there for me. I have been nurtured and mentored and supported by family, friends, therapists, doctors, pastors, and fellow believers in more ways than I can mention. These persons have served as images of God, the God who loves each and every one of us beyond understanding. They have shown this God of love at times when I felt truly unlovable. Their love penetrated my doubt and my despair. They spoke truth into the tangled web of lies and deceit that depression and anorexia can weave into the mind of one who suffers. And finally, God was simply God, one who cares deeply for those God has created. God spoke to me in that still small voice that we sometimes hear of, And somehow I started to know that God was a loving God who wanted me to live, even though I still struggled daily with an image of a judging, harsh, and distant God that must hate me. On the days that all I could feel like was that I was disappointing people, or I was crumpled up in a ball on the floor sobbing, or the days that I had no hope to continue, something said, no. No, you will not die at the hands of your enemies. Get up, continue, live. It was like a small flame within, small but very powerful, and I couldn't deny it. When I wanted to give up, I just couldn't. It was God giving me hope, and a hope that only God could give. My emergence from these lament-filled days and years has involved a lot of toil. As you can imagine, climbing out of a pit, healing from such self-hatred and self-destruction can be an uphill battle. And it's not without some falls along the way, some scraped knees, and some bruised relationships. It called for hard work on my part and an openness to let God work within me. It called for a transformation process, a rewriting of my life, my thought patterns and behaviors, and a dispelling of spiritual distortions and misunderstandings. Even though I had committed to follow Christ as a child and again in my teenage years, I believe this journey, a journey that required surrender and recommitment at so many different levels, is the closest understanding of what I have for my conversion. Facing your deepest shadows, your frailty and your mortality changes you. Finding an undeniable God-given hope and light in the midst of your deepest darkness does something remarkable to you. I can now say that I am a beloved child of God, and I could not say that before. This is now a part of my song. 
You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Sometimes now when I am feeling especially happy and content and have some time to reflect on my life, I just start crying. But they are tears of joy as I think about how much I have been healed. There have been layers and layers upon he- of healing. I, ha- I still have struggles and I still have vulnerabilities, but the difference is that I say yes to life and I seek health now. I now also realize all the wonderful things I stand to lose if I would go down this path again and the things I may have never experienced had I, cho- had I not chosen to seek wellness and healing. It's a total amazement and wonderment to me that I am where I am today given where I was. My family relationships are now very healthy and stable and I can hardly believe that I am a pastor, a wife, and a mother. God has worked absolute miracles in my life, but many would not know about them unless I shared them. If I chose to stay quiet or silent, I would miss a wonderful opportunity to praise God and to give testimony for God's healing. It has been an incredible journey to find life again to find my voice. It's a voice that wants to comfort and empower others. A voice that wants to say, there is hope, there is life and love and relationship with God that is worth struggling for. It's a voice that says, you don't have to walk your journey alone. And even more, a voice that wants to testify to God's love and healing and so much more of who God is. A voice and a song that wants to clearly account for the hope that I have and a voice that cannot keep silent. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Amen. Please stand and turn in the green Sing the Journey books to number 61. How can we be silent?
please join me in a closing prayer. God of healing, giver of hope, thank you for speaking to us this morning through Pamela's story and sharing. Help us to remember that no matter what we are struggling with, no matter how low we feel about ourselves, about the world, you keep your promise to be with us, loving us extravagantly and beyond all reason. Open our eyes to your love. Clothe us with your joy. Hold us in your grace and mercy as we go from this place. In the healing name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Go in peace. Thank you.